Hi, everyone. I'm Eric Post. I'm the Director of Research and Development here at ITR Economics, and really excited to give you a preview and overview of your Mahita report for uh, the fourth quarter here. And as we move into the fourth quarter, what a year it has been. We've had two quarters of GDP decline, real GDP decline in the first half of 2022, and then a quarter of rise uh, in the third quarter that just came out. So uh, very bumpy along the flatness line for GDP. We've had significant um, pullback in the stock market. We've had significant increase in interest rates. Through it all, though, the consumer has fared relatively well. Retail sales are doing very nicely, uh, up double digits year over year. We have very low loan delinquency rates, and that doesn't matter whether you're looking at mortgage delinquencies, very, very low loan delinquency rates there. Credit card delinquencies, those look great. And auto delinquencies look good too. So people are not over leveraged in their life. They are able to keep up with their debt commitments. Uh, when you look at wages, uh, excluding transfer payments, those are at record highs. So plenty to be excited about in the economy, plenty to be worried about in the economy too. When you think back to what interest rates were doing, at the beginning of this year and where they are now, it is a big change, big, big, big change. We have mortgage rates somewhere around seven-ish percent, give or take, depending on the day that you're looking at things. So um, what's going to happen in the future? Well, when we look at the economy as a whole, uh, for industrial production, we're going to see slowing growth, a pretty significant pullback in growth rates next year. Uh, and then a bump up in 2024. Um, there's one risk to that outlook that we are keeping an eagle eye on, and that is what the Federal Reserve does. Like I said, interest rates have gone up a lot this year, about uh, over 300 basis points. And really uh, what matters is, do we see a yield curve inversion between 10-month government bonds and three, uh, excuse me, 10-year government bonds and three-month government bonds. If we see that yield curve invert, it means um, that it's a more uncertain near term uh, for the U.S. economy, and we could see a recession if we see that sustained inversion. So uh, what does that mean for the future? I think it really means um, two things for you. Number one is I would have my base case forecast based upon the assumption that industrial production, business to business spending, uh, material handling equipment, uh, are going to slow quite considerably in the case of material handling equipment, even dip slightly uh, next year, but nothing is going to fall apart completely. Uh, and that's because we have all kinds of tailwinds. We have uh, all those consumer fundamentals I've mentioned, they're uh, very nice. We have uh, very nice corporate profit uh, trends over the past bit. Now that'll be weakening going forward, but there's still a lot of cash out there in businesses' pockets that they can spend. Uh, they have supply chain problems to fix. Um, that's going to mean investments in B2B and in material handling equipment. They have uh, processes to automate because labor is so expensive. That means investments in B2B and material handling equipment. And so uh, when you consider all of that reshoring, uh, nearshoring, there certainly are plenty of tailwinds to the economy too. It's just that they're going to be coming up against all of the headwinds that certainly are making the news, um, weakening global economic growth, um, interest rate increases, war in Ukraine, and uh, inflationary pressures. By the way, let's talk a little bit about inflation. 
what are some uh, bad things there? What are some good things? Well, the bad things are the inflation rate is still very elevated. The good thing, though, is both on a supply basis and on a demand basis, we see some signs of improvement going forward. First of all, demand is going to be weakening. That's bad for the economy as at large, but it's good for inflation. It means uh, we won't see the same acute demand pressures that we've seen going forward. Second thing is on a supply basis, the supply chain is starting to untangle, and that's going to allow uh, some markets, like automotive in particular, to really begin to ramp up. Uh, and so some um, manufacturers are going to start to see uh, ability to work through their backlogs. They still have some pretty long backlogs out there. And that'll keep us afloat, even though we have the overall macroeconomic environment weakening. It's also going to allow the Federal Reserve to take their foot off the gas pedal when it comes to interest rate hikes, if they so choose. Um, they may not choose, though. And so I think when you plan for that world of significantly slower growth, mild recession in some markets next year, you also want to have a plan B. Uh, and, and I would put it in a glass case and, and be standing by with a hammer in case Federal Reserve um, over tightens, you can break the glass and grab your plan and be ready to go. And that plan should contain, um, if we see the Federal Reserve over tighten us into recession, we're not going to spend on this, we're not going to spend on that, we're going to cut back on this, and we're going to do this to get uh, ourselves even more short up and ready for a more difficult economic time. So we don't want you to just walk into um, next year ignoring that uh, interest rate risk. Um, by the way, when is that going to hit the economy? Primarily 2024, actually, late 2023. Um, <clears throat> we, excuse me, could begin to feel some of those effects as well. But when you start to see uh, a yield curve inversion where three month uh, interest rates or yields move above 10 year uh, government bond interest rates, it actually takes a couple months of that sustained and then on median, about 15 months before um, the effect really shows up in the economy. So it's a long time uh, between when those interest rates change and when the effects trickle down fully to the macro economy. So um, primarily, that's a risk for 2024. Again, maybe second half of 2023 if things move quickly. Um, so have that plan at the ready and be prepared if we come to you in a quarter or two quarters and say, yeah, the Fed's gone too far. Um, have that plan uh, ready to grab out of the glass case. So uh, in terms of your report, um, what can you see in there? Um, we did lower our producer prices forecast, and that's one of the reasons we uh, cut uh, the material handling orders, equipment, um, new orders forecast just a bit. Um, so now we're seeing a very flat uh, 2023 as a whole. Um, versus very mild growth in the prior forecast for 2023 as a whole. So a little bit softer expectations there. Um, in terms of uh, a good sign, though, we upgraded our auto outlook. That supply chain improvement is really beginning to allow that market to work through uh, and start to produce more. So utilization rates are creeping up. Semiconductor availability is looking better. And so that's very good news for um, that segment of the economy. Uh, in terms of other markets, we're going to see um, e-commerce growth rates um, decelerate significantly. And you probably uh, might have seen Amazon's uh, very tough guidance for the fourth quarter of 2022. Um, and certainly we're, we're seeing similar trends, I guess you could say, in the market as a whole for online. We'll see warehouse um, space begin to uh, 
slow in terms of construction because of the macro economy slowing because of uh, e-commerce slowing. So that won't be growing as quickly. Food production is going to continue to grow to meet uh, demand there. And B2B and, and industrial production, we, we pretty much covered as far as softer growth rates next year. Um, you know, be mindful of could the Fed over tighten us into recession? Yes, they absolutely could. So um, that's what to plan for. Um, certainly 2023 is going to be a weaker year, but there'll be some bright spots in the economy. Um, we'll have oil and gas looking pretty good. We're going to have automotive looking pretty good. Um, and then we'll have some markets that are looking weaker. So um, don't go into it with a completely glass half empty look, please. There's all kinds of headlines uh, out there in the news, but you know, if you if you write a report that says, "Hey, uh, you know, credit card delinquencies are really really low," it just doesn't get the same clicks that that some of the other juicier headlines get. And so, uh, we just keep in mind here at ITR, we're looking at the data. So uh, we are looking at that credit card data. We are looking at the interest rate hikes, and we balance the two. And so the truth is somewhere in the middle. So I hope that helps. Uh, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we always love questions from, from our readers here uh, and uh, hope your business planning for next year goes great. Thanks so much. Take care, everybody.